Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right, hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday, we're stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. And I'm that, Brian Cass. Oh, hey, Brian Cass. I was going to say, that pregnant pause for silence is the missing John Hall, who is daddying his ass off, but will join us in a moment. So you got me and Cass Diddy on the ones and twos talking to Kevin Gleasing, head brewer and technical VP of Simple Motive Brewing. What's up, Kev? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Good. Thanks for joining us. Um, I am going to do a weird thing where I ask you to just start talking about simple motive off the top, because you have an important brewery to me in your background. And I'm afraid if I go right at that, we'll never talk about simple motive. So let's start with simple motive, what it is, where it is, what you're doing there and what a technical VP is. And then I'll start asking you questions about classic a dozen years ago, IPAs that established a palette for the country. Yeah, so uh, Simple Motive, um, we started working on this project uh, like back in 2019. Um, and it's in an old um, uh, carpet mill building in Yonkers on 222 Lake Ave. Um, it was burned down uh, back in 2017. So we went through extensive rebuilds for the building, um, um, but we just opened up in a couple weeks ago, officially. Really? Um, so from concept, rebuild, did COVID play part in that delay or was it just building a building from a scratch that, that made it a four-year project? Uh, nope, COVID permitting, uh, construction delays, you name it we oh, yeah. went through it so but here we are on the other side so talk uh, to me about where in yonkers you are because believe it or not i have two touchstones for yonkers one is the raceway and then two is there's an old rich guy mansion on top of a hill in yonkers that when i worked in film production we used a lot but we used very regularly in the royal tenenbaums so a couple times a week. So between a movie called Great Expectations, where that building played Miss Havisham's abandoned house and Royal Tenenbaums, where it served as every set we needed, um, except for the main house, that castle mansion abandoned thing on a hill. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm not from Yonkers. So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, next time you go to work, just drive up as far as you can. There is one of the coolest old 
you know, robber baron era mansions up in that hill, just up on that hill, completely abandoned. Okay. All right. All right. So where in Yonkers are you up that hill escape from the, from the raceway? So we're in the, the Alexander uh, Smith carpet mills uh, historic district. Um, okay. And we're right on the corner of Nepperhan and Lake Ave. Okay. Um, right next to uh, the Yoho art uh, studios. Cool. I don't know them yet. What's that about? Is that bringing interesting people or angry artists? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's like a bunch of artist studios and stuff in there. Um, I haven't spent um, really much time in there, um, but yeah, just a lot of art stuff going on in there. Nice. That's always a good energy to have around a brewery, I think. Um, all right. So what's the other thing? There's a part of this that says simple motive. I, in case you can't tell, I actually got Kennedy's notes before he checked out this time. But it says uh, women veteran minority service member owned microbrewery. So talk to me about is that one person with a deep pedigree or is that a group of people? No, it's a group of people. So, um, yeah, um, Matt, who's the CEO, CEO, um, he served in the Navy. Um, our CFO, Cheryl, um, and then um, Andy, who's a Bronx native, lives in Yonkers now. Um, he's a NYPD, uh, or not PD, a firefighter. Oh, perfect. NYFD. Yeah. Got it. That's that's quite a mix of people. Well done. How'd you guys all come together? So um, they um, had started this uh, idea back. Um, not I can't remember when, but um, I kind of put out a posting um, through uh, through Pro Brewer, um, and they came across it because um, I was looking to kind of make a change and, and do something um, a little bit more involved. And um, so that kind of, that's kind of how uh, we all met. Um, and then it's just, you know, it's been, uh, it's been good since then. Nice. So tell me about this post. Cause I'd never come across a post from a person who's looking to suit my needs. What did you write and what, what, you know what I mean? How did this all come together? Cause Trust me, I'm oh, always God. looking for people and, and nothing ever lands on my desk where I'm like, oh my God, look at this. Somebody I need needs me. <laughs> this is probably like uh, what, five years ago or so that I, I got put it. the post out. So uh, I honestly don't remember what, what I said in it. Um, <laughs> I was looking just for, uh, you know, uh, you know, ownership, you know, partnership type of thing. Um, you know, head brewer, you know, gig. Um, but yeah, that's essentially, but, uh, right so tell um, me about I'm the paraphrasing quite a bit. Understood. I got it. That's neat though. Cause I'm glad it worked out. Like, so one of the hardest things to do, I'm sure you're learning as you try to run a spot, but finding a person is somewhat difficult. Finding the right person often happens right after you fill a spot you know what i mean so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad that worked out for you that's super cool um talk to me about why why your title includes technical what did it say 
Hold on, let me look it up. Technical VP, head brewer, technical VP. What's the difference between a head brewer and a technical VP? I think that's just a formality, to okay. be honest with you. I'm one of those anti-title guys. I always hate yeah. when people try to give me a title. Um, at Carton, I just try to call myself Augie Carton. Um, but yeah, I, I always, I always want to know what they mean, but I guess they can go hand in hand. Um, <laughs> all right, so what brings us together on Steal This Beer is a candid conversation of beer. What it's doing, not what we were told it would do, how it tastes, not how hard it was to get, and what's fun about it if you have it in your cellar. I think I'm drinking alone right now, unless Hall shows up, so I'm not going to dwell on this. But I poured a foil-wrapped can into a black glass, and and it tastes, hmm, tastes kind of spicy, brown, burnt sugar, old. It tastes old, it tastes oxidized, and it's in a can, so that's weird. Mm. Meh. All right, so I'm going to let this sit. I'll come back to it. Hopefully, Hall logs on. If not, I'll wrap it up. But alone, it's not going to be fun to discuss. I really wish you could join me, Kev, but you can't. So we'll just move yeah, back on you. That, guys. No, no, it's, it's definitely not your fault. So now, um, now let's talk about your pedigree that brings you here and maybe what led you to write that post. But among, so in your list of places you've been, according to my friend Kennedy was main beer company and hidden cove. I don't know hidden cove, but obviously I don't think you can be any kind of beer geek today with a full, without a full understanding of Maine. So talk to me about your progress through, um, you know, where'd you start? When did you hit those two or those are only two jobs? And then that letter that moves you to simple motive. Yeah. So, um, you know, I started in the brewing industry in Maine um, back in 2006 uh, with, okay, wow. uh, with Shipyard Brewing Company. Um, World famous Shipyard Brewing Company. Everybody's heard of them. Yeah, so I, I worked there, uh, started out uh, in the brew house, um, did, you know, cellar uh, filtering beer, um, did, uh, started doing a uh, learning quality control in the lab um, there, um, which kind of led me to uh, uh, my next gig at Sebago Brewing Company, where I kind of um, helped start a, a rudimentary lab program, um, yeast pitching rates and, you know, uh, um, plating and, you know, things like that. Um, and then, um, was there for a few years and uh, a spot opened up at Maine Beer as like their first employee. Wow. Um, so I, I jumped onto that. Um, that was 2011, I believe. So, all right. That's a big year. And yeah, it was. Um, and that was back when Maine Beer was still in uh, Portland in a little tiny. Uh, a spot across Malagash. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we moved, they so, moved up to so Freeport. That's actually, let's pause there for a second. So that's actually one of the most romantic stories we hear. I've never experienced, I don't know it, 
but the the pedigree of whatever that street is it's like industrial ave or something what's it called that allagash is on that everybody industrial in, way yeah industrial, industrial way. way so mm-hmm. the story of industrial way is famous but i've never really spoken to somebody who not only did it but did it at that nascent point so allagash is there did you guys come in be into your space did maine with with you as as one of the early employees are you one of the places that moved in behind somebody or are you one of the ones people followed you know what i mean there's always that legend of allagash and then everybody was across the street or next door or whatever yeah so i mean allagash has been there for um i believe they started on 50 industrial way if i remember correctly um in a little tiny spot um but main beer was the first uh brewery that started across the street from them in the little kind of uh warehouse building that now hosts like i think three different breweries in it um but back when uh i was there we had uh, rising tide behind us um and then another brewery opened up they're no longer around but um you know main beer moved up to freeport and now you know like i said there's like three three breweries in that same building mm-hmm. and then there's another brewery that opened next door and so it's you know kind of like the the brewery uh kind of mecca of portland so to yeah speak. but it sounds so wonderful like you he- always hear these great stories of you know allagash loading hops or whatever to, to the new guys and just this great camaraderie on that street i'm glad to hear that it it plays out for a guy who was around um do you have any emotion at all about this announcement by Allagash or the place they're building about maybe moving out of that area, or do you have you been out long enough that it's not emotional for you? I mean, no. I mean, well, I never personally worked at Allagash, so yeah, but still, they're they're Allagash. I I love and feel ownership of them, and I just live in Jersey and drink white. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. I mean, honestly, I didn't. I honestly okay. didn't even uh, didn't even know about that. To be honest with you. Oh yeah. So all right. So they're building some big, like destination farmland farmhouse place, and it sounds like it'll be wonderful. And it's clearly, I mean, not that Allegash isn't this already, but they're clearly moving to that kind of an experienced destination place as opposed to the anchor tenant in a mini mall of creative Portland brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been hearing kind of mixed reactions to that, like, you know, from obviously geeks who, who don't really get to vote, but Allagash can't move and Allagash should move and blah, 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 blah. But if you're unaware of it, some plans are somewhere for Allagash to become a real farm brewery on a real farm. Um, I should probably know more about it before I introduce it as conversation. Sorry about that. All right. So I'm going to wrap this up. Um, whatever this beer is, is leaning heavily on some aspect of what I'm guessing is like a 60 love a bond roast because it's kind of thin. It feels old on the palate. Not, I was going to I said oxidized originally. It doesn't feel like it's oxidized at all. I just feel like it's what you would call an old ale, but it also feels small. And I think old ales are supposed to be big. Um, it's fine. It's little ashy whatever it's a it's a good i think it's a good food beer 
I don't know. I feel like it wants to be a good soccer beer, and I don't think it is. But I think it's it would be decent with a meal, um, like a, you know, a, a stew. It, anyway, so it could, now it do could you pair. Know it, it could. I know what it is. Like it could right, pair so with soccer if you're so in the right to, landscape. To, you got Sam so Sam Smith's nut brown ale. They're canning nut brown. They're canning nut brown. Well. The, the picture Kennedy sends me is obviously not one of the actual it's a can. can. I'm looking at a can. I know you're looking at a can. I'm just yeah. right, hold on, I'll unwrap it. I was hoping I wouldn't yeah. have to lean up. I'm sitting back on the couch, really comfortable here, cats. You could have covered me. All oh, right, so Sam it is Smith. indeed Sam Smith's nut brown. It looks like they have a sand dollar on it for some reason. Um all right, I guess that's what Sam Smith's tastes like. I don't even it's know classic. if I can fairly... I don't classic. know if I can fairly judge it out of a can. I think I've always had this out of a clear bottle. Ah, uh, brown bottle. Kevin, when you imagine, is it a brown bottle? I thought it was a clear bottle. Yeah. Uh, it's, Am it's I wrong? Like a, it has like that sweet like label on it too. Um, yeah. It's kind of like all artsy looking. <laughs> well, they've clearly stripped it down because it actually looks like Sierra Nevada or Cigar City on the bottom and then some weird sand dollar thing on top and then the classic fonts of the brewery um all right so let's get back to it let's get back to your your main pedigree are you from maine did this yonkers thing just happen because of this business or is this a coming home for you where, where are you how's that go uh no i mean i'm originally from uh syracuse area um okay. moved to maine in 06 for brewing industry um and been up here since um and then wait, you know, you're still up in Maine. I am. Yep. How are you brewing in Yonkers? Explain that, sir. <laughs> it's a lot of traveling. <laughs> wait, are you really like helicopter brewing? Tell me more. How do I get that? Job? Yeah. So I, I basically <laughs> drive down on a Monday um, and get things going and drive back on Friday. And that's kind of what uh, my schedule is right now. That's um, that's amazing. How, so tell me about your system and how many flips you're doing in the week. And are you doing a thing where like you're doing a 10 hour day uh, Wednesday, Thursday, you know what I mean? Or how, how's it playing out to get shit done? Yeah. I mean, so right now, like, I mean, we have a seven barrel system. Um, we haven't been double batching on it yet. Um, okay. We've got um, 15 barrel fermenters, and 15 barrel bright tank. Um, just been making uh, basically seven barrels of product on on the system so far. And what kind of beers are you making, like style wise? Style wise, um, we're doing a lot of uh, like clean hoppy beers, uh, American IPAs, American Pale. Um, do a Kolsch um, and a like a robust porter. Um, okay, those have all been done on like the big system. But we also have a, a one-barrel pilot system that we um, churn out some other creations as well. For example, uh, what's, your, what's done, your most what's your most favorite one-barrel you did? Uh, did a stout um, which got released uh, last week, I believe. Okay, and that's on tap. Um, like a proper four-ingredient stout, or did you put peeps in it? There's no peeps in it. Uh, <laughs> I think the most adjunct in it is uh, flaked oats. All right. Well, remember when that was an adjunct? 
Remember the good old heady days where you felt you were breaking the Rahinska vote by adding oats? <laughs> Did I lose you? Are you there? Oh, no. Yeah. No, oh, I remember good. that. Yeah, I remember that. Like, And now it's like, oh, I don't know. We didn't add any Skittles to it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm opening beer too, which is a bottle. So I really wish you had these bottles because I kind of... Kennedy has Pavloved me to the point where when I see a odd shaped bottle, I'm just a hundred percent afraid I'm about to pour a barley wine. And I wanted to see <laughs> if you not having been beaten up by Kennedy's selections in the past had the same reaction. Cause it looks like it's like a, it's like a long neck 375, if you know what I mean. And it's, oh, oh, yeah. and it smells boozy as fuck. God damn it, Kennedy. And I'm alone on this, right? So this is just, you guys all go do your Friday business. I guess you're going to commute. Oh, you're already back in Maine. Um, mm. So tell me more about that week. You're driving yourself back and forth. What's What does it take to Yonkers from Maine? Uh, oh, my God. About, I wish you could drink this beer. It's so good. Mm. Anyway, about, go on. It's, sorry. A, it's about four and a half hours on a on a good day. Well, that's not that um, bad. For, for some reason in my head, Maine starts eight hours away and gets much longer. Yeah, no, I mean, it does get longer when the, the summer traffic hits, and that's been happening lately. Um, but I try to leave early enough where it doesn't, uh, doesn't affect me too much. That's awesome. So what's your support staff like? Um, how many for, for a small house? and what's So it sounds like you're basically brewing for a tasting room or a restaurant situation, right? You, everything yes. you're brewing, you intend to be consumed on premise yeah yeah that's that's our intention we're okay. you know super tap room focused um we've got a you know beautiful tap room that's built out um, a lot of uh wood that's been re refurbished reused so to speak um from the building itself um we have a huge bench that um was uh kind of milled down and um and made to look beautiful um that's all from wood that uh was from the building and same with our tap uh tower as well the, the box that goes around it um it's all from the building um and oh neat that was all done uh by uh by Mr. Ben Granger from uh, Scratch oh, Industries. Huge that, ben, fan of Ben Granger. That was the segue, Augie. That was how we really got connected well with Simple no, Motive nobody, because of because of Ben. We were I'm waiting. To, we're waiting for it to you know to kind of slide into well, the conversation here. I've been leaning heavily on Ben these days. Ben is a. Uh, I'd fallen out of touch with Ben in the old days, and then the show brought us back together. And and nowadays, I just call him with any question I have. Like all the people I used to annoy with questions, have been saved by the fact that I now have Ben on speed dial, and I'm just like, Ben, what should I do about this? And he's great. Did you enjoy working with him as much as I enjoy asking him dumb questions? Yeah, I mean, Ben's great. Yeah, that's awesome. So. I'm sure so, I annoyed him with a million questions myself. So, well, that's, I mean, that's the role he's chosen. Uh, but he really is good at it. He's such a nice, patient voice, too. Whereas he's like, don't worry about it. I'm like, I can't not worry about it. Uh, so, has he been helping like beyond that? That kind of awesome cut. It sounds like most of what we were just talking about is um, 
you know, kind of aesthetic, but did he help you play system, pick system, do all that? Is he doing all of the consulting? No, I mean, he installed um, our draft system, uh, growler system, um, you know, did a, a hanging uh, basket, like lighted basket that holds like a bunch of plants above the bar. And, neat. you know, some, some mill work and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah, he was always kind of the MacGyver of, of Brooklyn. It's nice to see he's finding, you know, more, less MacGyver and more purposeful, even though it sounds like he's still repurposing. Um, so remember what I told you I was afraid of this beer because it looked like it might be a barley wine? I suspect, I, I suspect that is not my conditioning from Kennedy but my knowing the bottle because it's a hundred percent of barley wine and it tastes like a proper, you know, Werther's toffee, old school, British, um, Dundee or whatever it is. High gravity. Fuck you. Maris Otter barley wine. And it's lovely. And I am trying to keep myself from drinking it too quickly one, because it's definitely dessert-level sweetness, but two, because I think I'll... This is the kind of thing where it's not like it leads me to bad decisions drinking. I feel like this puts me right to bed. Like, if I down this, it'll be like, oh, that was fun, and now, hey, welcome home, family. Good night. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's a big, boozy... I guess maybe it could be a, one of the, you know, super sweet scotch ales, but I think it's just a British barley wine. Um, makes me want an angry blue cheese and wish you guys were sharing it with me because Ooh. if we if we divided this tiny bottle between the three of us, I'd feel safe. But all alone in this room with it, I'm I'm dreading my choices for the next hour. Um, I think you'll be all right. Do the reveal. What are we drinking? So you're drinking J.W. Lee's Harvest 2005 edition, which was a, which was uh, aged, or I should say matured, in Lagavulin whiskey casks. Hmm. So 11%. Maybe that was 11, my Scott 11 and a half, half percent. And uh, yeah, 9.3. as a small bottle. I mean. Yeah, it's a tiny it's like bottle. A proper, but we it's must, a proper serving I size. Had, I know we've had J.W. Lee harvest on the show a couple times right so i must just i must just know the bottle shape because the minute i looked at it, i was like that's a barley wine be yeah. afraid as with all their beers they could be laid down like a wine for enjoyment down the road where are you reading this you're, you sound I'm, like you're doing advertorial i'm reading it right off the label of the picture that kennedy sent me all right it's ta <laughs> it's taste what what it's it's you know it's a good barley wine afternoon with the with the weather the way it is. Yeah, it's pouring right here. Is it is it raining up in Maine? No way, right? You guys have to be different weather than us, Kev. We're it's having actually like, nice and sunny right oh. now. In about seventy five degrees. We're in the middle of a thunder and lightning storm, so it's it's oppressive rain, but we really need it down here, so we're happy to have it. Man, I'm an old man. Did you hear that sentence I just said out loud? God damn yeah. it. Um, we really need the rain. Kill yourself, Augie. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's been raining nonstop up here. So we are the opposite. You must be getting our April showers, bring May flowers, because we are dry. 
Um, hey, actually, and God, this is so off the topic, but it is interesting to me because it's weird and it's universal. Did you get any of the Canadian smoke in your face up in Maine? Uh, not up here, but I was. But you in did Yonkers catch it in Yonkers, right? Yeah, that's so yeah. weird to me because you've got to be much closer to Canada in Maine, right? Yeah, I don't know. the The winds took it took it down there or something. Um, but yeah, I woke up uh, whatever morning that was and looked up in the sky and like the sun was just so strange wow. looking. And <laughs> did it make you want to brew a rash beer? yeah basically <laughs> oh boy oh boy all right so yeah i've got this warm glow on so let's talk more about styles and stuff so it sounds like you got a pretty straightforward crowd-pleasing neighborhood set with kolsch and a couple pails when you say clean pails so this is one of those things i always have to get i don't have to i just tend to but so having been at main beer co especially back in 11 you're at that zeitgeist of the the progenitors, you know, your 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 heady topper days, your main beer company days, your Lawson's finest days, your what what beget the New England tradition, but the beers that are not purposefully hazy, not purposefully sweet, and not purposefully devoid of bitter. Um, and I always have to point that out to people, right? People are like, Hedy's the first hazy. And I'm like, yeah, if you know what hazy is, um, as you start brewing on your own and try to do the kind of, it sounds like in the list you're talking about, it sounds like you're leaning into the fact that you do more of that more traditional, less current style. And if I'm wrong, sorry, I misheard you, but do you have opinions on that as far as, you know, do you stray on that? Do you have a band you like to operate in an IPAs with a, with such a strong Portland background? I mean, honestly, I just like to, uh, to make beers that I enjoy drinking. Um, and it's, I, I don't mind a little bit of bitterness in the beer. Um, a lot of our beers that we make now are mostly late hop editions. So you don't get a ton of bitterness, but, um, just a lot of, of balance between uh, uh, malt and hops. Cool. If yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. And when you say pails, are you around five and a half, six? Or what, what's your boundary on that? Like if I show up in your pub to tipple a couple, how safe am I? Yeah, so the, the pail, um, it's five and a half percent. Right like, on. Yeah. Um, IPAs are, you know, six, six and change around there um you know we've got a double that's you know closer to nine um i like that. you know I, I like to you know when i want to have a beer i want to have a couple beers so i don't want to get uh you know wrecked after like two beers so try to make things a little bit more sessionable for people to keep that nine percent to the first fine and not the last um <laughs> <laughs> uh talk to me about hops so with that pedigree, with the kind of newness of the endeavor, are you, do you have a favorite hop as a brewer from your now 20 years experience or are you, uh, are you equally divided with the, Hey, here's a new one to fuck around with is like, have you had, so for me, the trident, the trident blend pellet from, uh, from Hopsteiner showed up in my life about 18 months ago and all of a sudden had me, you know, 
just in love with the idea of fooling around with it. But you know, that hasn't happened to me in a decade since Citrus. So you got, you know, yeah, is there one out there for you that's like, no, I'm really a Cascade Citra guy, or do you have like, no, I'm in love with Strata? No, I mean, it's kind of funny you mentioned Trident because I just, uh, I just got some in uh, this week. Um, yeah. So I'm going to play around with that um, hopefully soon. I mean, honestly, like, I'm super in love with, like, Belma. Um, okay. Um, Cascade is, like, that's, I mean, use Cascade basically in everything almost, you know? Like, <laughs> um, use a lot of uh, Hotel Blanc, which I love. Um, you know, Mosaics, Classic, Eldorado, yep. Idaho 7. All right, so, yeah, like, so, you know? So all of them, you don't, you, you're not a, you're kind of a bigamist when it comes to so I hear it. I get it. I, I don't think you're alone. There's nothing. But yeah, I like that the, the Cascade is your root. I feel like Citra is my root, but I, I never am far from Cascade. Um, fun. So so you you also said you have a Kolsch on there. Now, when you fuck around, do you fuck around with things like these barley wines? Do you have some wood tucked away for future use? We don't have any wood right now. Um, that's hopefully, you know, down the line. At some point, um, our space right now is um, super limited as far as uh, capacity and um, space. Um, we're only in about the brewery end of it is about three thousand square feet, but also is taken up by boiler room, grain room, office, yeah. you know, um, cooler. Um, yep. No, the original carton was exactly yeah. 3,000 square feet, so I get it. Except yeah. cast was our saving grace for packaging. We didn't we didn't own packaging equipment in the little space. Yeah, I totally get that. So how big is your cooler? That was our big mistake. We made a tiny cooler. We could never we could have never made it without partners at liquor stores and bars because we couldn't keep a full production worth of beer in our own fridge. Yeah, I mean our cooler is it's an okay size for it'd be fine for just the tap room, but um it's it it's shrinking pretty pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, I feel you, especially as you load in all these hops you love. Where are we gonna put exactly. these boxes? <laughs> exactly. We got enough height space. It's just uh, you know, yep, trying to yep. stack half barrels like 10, 10 high, you know. <laughs> yep. So we uh yeah, and I, so I still haven't committed to racks. So let me suggest you do that early because that's a ball I just keep kicking down the street a dozen years later. But you really should yak high, rack higher than three stacks, right? I just yeah, I can't bring myself to commit to the expense. Um, all right, well that all sounds awesome. I really want to go. So you know what we didn't touch on, and mostly because I'm an angry guy from Jersey. But can you and do you serve food if they come to drink your tasting beers? What are you putting next to it? So we don't um, make any beer or make any food on premise, but we've been partnering with uh, food trucks and stuff like that. Um, so you can usually find out that information on Instagram or, or whatever. Um, and, That's uh, interesting. So yeah. your state, your state doesn't prohibit you from saying you have food trucks outside. That's, I mean, the liberties you enjoy in that crazy state of yours anyway sorry that's just an that's just an angry jersey guy being angry jersey um anyway well that's all awesome um i'm sorry to say i think we're, we're just about out of time hall we got letters um 
Oh, you that's what I was just gonna ask. You you beat got, me to the punch. I was hoping Kennedy gave you a letter. We got two actually. I think one's one short and sweet, and I think something we can all appreciate to talk about. But Kennedy, okay. my bro, speaking of gateway beer, Maharaja, does anyone remember Green Flash Green Flash Palette Wrecker? Do we think it's coming back? I like that beer back in the day when you were screaming, screaming for some some high hops. That was a good one. I remember Green Flash. So, I don't know if I've had that one though. So, what's funny is no, I loved Green Flash. Like Green Flash IPA is one of my beers, and when I was building out Carton in 2011 there was a very good pipeline for fresh green flash kegs to New York. And this is when I still was in the village mostly, but all the village bars, all my favorite places had fresh green flash on it. I loved it. Palette Wrecker, if I remember correctly, back then was one of their bomber bottles. Like they had regular bottles and bomber bottles and every Palette Wrecker that ever got to me had been so ruined by being a brown bottle beer that that I it's it's like we talk about this about Maharaja too, right? Maharaja did not make any sense to me until I drank it in Colorado. Every bottle I ever got on the East Coast was a dead bottle. So every time people would talk about Maharaja, I'd be like, I don't get what people love. And then I had Maharaja in Colorado. I was like, holy shit, this is a gorgeous beer. I'm I don't think I ever ha- got to have that experience with Palette Wrecker. I was always just a green flash IPA guy. I feel like I got to have it on draft uh, at least at a few spots. And at that point you're, you're safe with a, with a glass of it because it wasn't sitting out in the shelf warm or anywhere, but uh, yeah, but I, if I remember right. Palette record was one of the first attempts to back in the days, hundred IBUs, hundred plus. IBUs, yeah. But I think a lot of that, nine and a half percent. A, but I think a lot of that came from a CO2 extract and I think it, you know, it was meant to be like a bittering extract that they were trying to put at the back end as a cold, you know, as a like Whirlpool edition. Um, not that that's an issue, but that's what I think I remember about Pallet Wrecker. And in these days, you know, what we didn't touch on Kev was was if you if you use the powders, the shakes, and the oils, and the theols, and the da 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 da. But these days, with all those options, I believe what they were trying to do with that beer begets a lot of what we're doing these days but pre-technology being up to the task if that makes sense well said (laughs) (laughs) all right next what's the other letter because i promise these people will keep it to 40 babe well, we started late. Kennedy, my okay. man, as summer begins and hopefully travel plans abound, where are your local regional, national, and international destinations of choice, and why should we go there? So I guess he's <laughs> probably talking about – and that's from Niles. Cheers, Niles. Hey, Niles. Uh, Augie Carton is flying to Ireland a week from tomorrow for two weeks with the entire clan Carton. Uh, and doing a full rotation of the island, um, starting in Dublin and ending in Belfast. So that's my next stop. And honestly, ever since Hall, my man, and I went down to the greater Goodward metro area, I have been dying to go back to Halfway Crooks, Brick Store, and Goodward 
over and over and over. And I keep trying to make like loose. I think we could get there and back in 36 hour plans. What about you, Kev? (laughs) Is there a place you stop halfway between Yonkers and Portland for beers? Uh, no, not right now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have the luxury of the time. I I feel like you got to do that, man. You got to make like the rest area microbrewery slash. I got a slash stop. Slash is British for peace. Sorry, I know people hate when I do that. Um, yeah, maybe in the next couple of years when things settle down and I'm not tied to the brew house, um, yeah. uh, I'll work that into the commute. Well, you'll have to come back to us. We'll make it. We'll make it like a. And we'll all meet at like, I don't know, somewhere in the greater Syracuse area for one beer, do another show. <laughs> um, sure. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on. This is all sounds. No, thank cool. you. I I, I want to. I want to meet you and see how tired you are from this commute. That sounds insane, <laughs> but, but but I think well, it, run it into me like, on a on a Friday morning when I yeah. when I'm on the road at like five a.m. God damn it! Well, good for you. Anyway, that's awesome, Cass. You got to do the thing where you beg for money. Yes. And I think before you do that, though, Kev, I think you should reiterate. You did such a great job at the top of the show telling everybody exactly where the brewery is. But I feel like you should do that again to to put a button on it. Yeah. What are the socials uh, where they can find y'all at? Yeah, so uh, I mean, we're Simple Motive um, on Instagram. Um, uh, we're located at 222 Lake Ave um, in Yonkers. Our cross street is Nepperham. Um, and our entrance right now is right across from the Dunkin' Donuts on Lake Ave. There's <laughs> still like uh, construction going on outside the building. So it still looks like the building's kind of like abandoned but i assure you we're open (laughs) Um, you can check hours on instagram website (laughs) so on and so forth so so if you do come you so you know that that movie was filmed about a quarter of a mile from my brewery and i worked with kevin on a couple different films and he just bought the theater two blocks from my brewery so if you come down we will do and i assure you we're open collaboration (laughs) sounds Um, good which i have avoided up until you just slipped that in there so seamlessly well done all right Cass, beg for money so we can keep doing this and so we can go to syracuse and catch a guy for a baileys and coffee at 5 a.m yes so patreons thank you for all that you do for us uh and if you'd like to donate that's patreon.com slash steal this beer follow us on all the social medias at steal this beer and write us letters steal this beer podcast at gmail.com and i i urge you all to go to yonkers and check out kevin's brewery it is beautiful you can see a nice spread on on my feed at i drink good beer oh nice good plug buddy all right, and you forgot to say the thing where they're supposed to give us five stars and leave a positive review. Oh, and let me let me close up with, I know we have a lot of crossover with Don't Drink Beer. I know we've talked about what's going on with Alex, but he showed up on his show yesterday with about a 20-minute audio catch-up on how he's feeling. So if you're concerned about Alex and want to know how he's feeling, jump over to the malt couture podcast um you listen to a very very drunk michael and what's his name and then um alex jumps on and catches everybody up on how he's doing it's a lot of what you'd expect he's super positive it's it's not 
it's not a bad listen. So go check in on Alex. Take care of him. And uh, hey, get at us. Cheers. Thank you.